0: Chapter 1 of Homecraft Rugs, Their Historic Background, Romance of Stitchery, and Method of Making. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joanne Turner. Homecraft Rugs, Their Historic Background, Romance of Stitchery, and Method of Making by Lydia LeBaron Walker. Part One, The Evolution of Rugcraft. Chapter One, The Renaissance of Rugcraft. Chapter One references Color Plate Two, which may be viewed in the online version of this book. The history of Rugcraft is one of storied interest, not written, but wrought, in strands of yarn, silk, flax, hemp, and cotton. Long prior to the art of weaving, according to some authorities, coverings for the ground or floors of tents were in existence. These were made by the tread of feet, their use being coincident with their fashioning. The felting process was continued by the repeated strewing of shreds of material of sufficient scale, texture, or tooth to mat under pressure. It is probable that skins of animals were employed as floor coverings at a very early time by primitive peoples, but as these were not made, but merely made use of, they do not belong in the rug craft category. The origin of the craft is locked in the archives of antiquity, the key to which, if ever found, will be in the hands of archaeologists, yet so linked with the present is the work that it is pursued with as much avidity today as it was of old. No lost art, this, but one that is ever new, since with each rug fashioned it is recreated, either to repeat the record of centuries-old stitchery, or to produce new types of rugs, with novel or adapted patterns, and sometimes in mediums that would have been strange indeed to ancient rug-makers." The rugs of the remote past are not only amazing examples of archaic textile art, but are annals of racial life, reflecting the rise and fall of dynasties, the religious rites and customs pertaining to them, and the chronicles of peoples depicted in mystic symbolism, not all of it translatable, but as charged with significance as the Rosetta Stone or any old hieroglyphics. So it is that rugs bring a message from ancient to modern civilization. The Finger of Time curiously points to America as one possible source of inspiration for primitive rug motifs, coupling the designs of the Far Eastern rug makers with those of the Western world. The basis for this is the fact that motifs, identical with those found in some very early Oriental rugs, are also found in the Occident, appearing in carvings on the temples of the Mayas of Yucatan. This strengthens the theory that, in the Dim Ages, there existed a civilization in the Occident thousands of years before Columbus sailed to America, centuries prior to the reign of Confucius in China, or ever the land of Egypt was peopled. Enchantment lurks in the account of how the designs may have wended their adventurous way from America to Asia, but it must suffice us to touch but a single point, one of pertinent interest, namely, the linking of American and Oriental rug craft. That the weaving of rugs was born in the Far East is apparently undisputed. Its growth and development can be traced across Europe and England, thence over the Atlantic to America, that is reputed to have mothered the first elements of rug designs. Concerning the latter, there is this much certainty, that they were coexistent with those of the Orient. The origin of the Navajo blanket rugs of the North American Indians is uncertain, but there is reason for attributing the Navajo proficiency in weaving to the Moors, Who brought so much knowledge of Oriental crafts and arts to Spain. Here again, a roundabout migration of technical skill is apparent, for it seems that through Spanish conquests in America, the Pueblo Indians learned wool weaving. From them, the Navajos may have captured the art, but in any event, the blanket-rug fabrics of the latter tribe have assumed a place of significance in the annals of this country. The native looms are of the same crude sort found in the Orient. There would appear to be something necessary to the character of the rug that was imparted by the loom, for the textile cannot or does not remain the same when power machinery of any sort is used. When the United States was settled by the colonists and weaving began in those pioneer days, The looms were of another type altogether, hand looms we call them, though the manipulation was shared by hand and foot. As the term rug was applied to coverlets for beds, it is perplexing to know when rugs and carpets were first used as floor coverings. However, it must have been at an early date, and the probabilities are that an extra heavy blanket, hand-woven from homespun thread, served the purpose. It could have been only when the actual necessities of bodily warmth were provided for that floor coverings could be considered. Had it not been for the rigors of the New England and Canadian climates, rugs would in all likelihood have appeared even later. Cold floors demanded coverings as soon as they could be given attention. It should not be understood that a coverlet rug was left permanently on the floor, even when it may have served the purpose of a carpet. In doing a double duty, and being carefully looked out for between times of using, it is reminiscent of the carpets described in the Arabian Nights Entertainment. Quote, in Egypt, unquote, so runs the tale, quote, there were neither bedsteads nor bedrooms. The carpets and mattresses, pillows and cushions, sheets were unknown, are spread out when wanted and during the day are put into chests or cupboards or only rolled up in a corner of the room, In the old colonial records, inventories, etc., the word carpet was synonymous with table cover, and so here again is met the difficulty of the undefined. Yet, just so long as points remain in the twilight of uncertainty, investigation flourishes. The mysterious is always fascinating, and rug collectors and craftsmen poke about in the dimming years, hoping to get some penetrating ray to focus on, and reveal the origin and sequences of rug types beyond the venture of a doubt. It is certain that floor coverings of some types were used early in the homemaking hazards of American settlers. Quote, floor coverings are a radical necessity in certain climes, close quote, asserts Sidney Humphreys, and there can be no question that the colonists found this true in America. Quote, Rich floor coverings, yielding softly to the feet, close quote, were made in as much profusion as circumstances permitted although these could not well stand comparison with such a one, for instance, as Jason is reputed to have trod upon in the Palace of Ascetes, The quaint charm about the early craft rugs of America is due in part to their having been made expressly for the individual homes in which they were used. This same adapting of rugs to a specific room or the architectural features of a house remains today in the hands of the homemaker who, by wise selections of models to suit her preference in medium, design, and color, can fashion floor coverings to conform to her needs and tastes, with a skill comparable to that of a courtier devising costumes for a patron. Curious indeed is the increasing tendency to classify as handmade only early colonial rugs. This assumption ignores the fact that the finest, as well as the cruder, eastern rugs in peasant style are all handmade. The craft rests with dignified security on the laurels of the past, as well as the prestige of the present. Diversity is a conspicuous element in the rugs of today. Never before were there so many varieties, nor more beautiful ones. Old tapestry and needlepoint rugs are being revived with a zeal that bespeaks a genuine appreciation of the marvels of fine carpets in classic style. Hooked rugs are in great demand. Quilted rugs are again coming into their own after centuries of oblivion. Felt rugs revert to primeval days, preserving the graces of modern artistry. Folk rugs are given new life by turning their structural possibilities into channels of applied decoration. No longer are they mere haphazard incidents in floor coverings. The crochet rug is given new appeal, and as it is one of the rugs most rapidly made, it needed only to be developed to its fullest possibilities to assume rank with the worthy. Patchwork appliqué shines in the light of its own reflected glory down the centuries. Embroidered rugs continually exhibit new phases. Rugs of startling, modernistic treatment flaunt themselves, and among other rugs, those which feature the characteristics of nations and tribes are entering into the scope of present-day rug craft. These, and all the many kinds, revived and modern, are forming a new stimulus in the era already noted for its renaissance of rug craft. It is interesting to note that during the early years in America, rugs were made because of necessity or by reason of thrifty instincts. Today, no such impetus is responsible. A genuine zeal for handicraft has sprung up, which, with each succeeding year, grows stronger. Also, a better understanding of interior decoration prevails. Equipments are of the simplest sort, and the stitchery in each type is entirely free from any complexity. There are rugs to suit everyone's special preference in handicraft, from knitting to needlepoint, and types exist to suit all styles of architectural requirements. There are rugs that actually can be made with no cost, converting into floor coverings materials that would otherwise be discarded. But there are those, too, which, without being expensive, leave cost out of their consideration and make beauty paramount. End of chapter 1